Welcome to the second episode of the Women in CX podcast, a series dedicated to real talk conversations between women in customer experience. Listen in as we share our career stories, relive the moments that shaped us and voice our opinions as loudly as we like about all manner of CX subjects. I'll be your host, Claire Musket, and today we'll be talking about a single mother's struggle to create a sustainable business in the face of multiple personal and professional challenges, how she overcame adversity to succeed and help her clients thrive with her holistic approach to CX. Let me introduce you to today's inspiring guest. She's one of the top 30 customer service gurus, a regular bilingual keynote speaker and author of two notable CX books. She studied at Disney University and went on to be known as the Busy Queen Bee, and most recently bravely closed her mystery shopping business to successfully pivot, reinvent herself and embrace digital ways of working in the face of coronavirus. Please welcome to the show, CX sister, Claire Bosk-Scott. Hi, Claire. Hello there. Hi, Claire. Claire, Claire. Hello, Claire. You Claire's are better than one. Uh, welcome to the Women in CX podcast. Yes, how exciting I am to be with you today. And welcome to all the listeners as well. So without further ado, let's crack on. So my first question for you is, as somebody who, growing up in customer experience, always wanted to study at the Disney University, what was that like? <laughs> well, you know, when you, um, my dad had a restaurant. So when you grew up in our environment, you either love it or hate it. And I, and I did. I loved it. I loved seeing people interacting, coming back, enjoying the food, you know, and it was really that seeing people having pleasure and enjoying themselves. So I kind of continued in, in that environment. And then I had uh, the opportunity to go and work for Epcot Center in Disney World in Florida. Wow. Um, and that was 25 years ago this year, 25 years ago. And there was just an amazing, um, that was that, the very first time that I realized what customer experience meant. Because mm. if there's a company who does it right, it is them. Disney. Absolutely mm. right. From every touch point from the employee from the recruitment part of it to the arrival to Mickey Mouse University for a whole week you couldn't actually get into the park unless we've done that whole week you know unless we understood every step the, the every uh, the, the part of it and and the whole year you know it, it has been a learning experience uh, and he, he made me want to do more he made me want to experience more he made me want to create more and inspire then people to do to, to deliver better customer experience so that was really kind of that that first real humph mm. about it mm. is it true that they paint the faint the fences every single day in the magic kingdom entrance <laughs> Is it true? Really? I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think it might be one of those um, like stories that you, you hear in customer experience, but it's not actually founded on anything. An oh urban my. myth. <laughs> well, um, we had every night, every night at the end of the service, we because we were obviously, I'm French, so we were in a French pavilion. And every night it was a big fireworks and we all come out and dance the French can mm -hmm. And that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I believe it because I, I saw when I was researching you uh, this amazing video on Facebook <laughs> of you on um, the Jersey equivalent of Strictly Club dancing busting some serious moves. <laughs> well, the American smooth and me are now just best friends. Now you know? <laughs> no, no, you can can can. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so, as a fellow entrepreneur, I'm always really intrigued to, to know. Um, 
how other women st start their journeys to branching out on their own. How did you kind of go from, from that world into starting your own business? Yeah, so I kind of continued in hospitality um, and I was running hotels. Um, I was managing hotels and I've moved back to Jersey after traveling quite a bit. I've moved mm. back to Jersey 20 years ago. Um, and I think we all come to a point where something happened and you just say no. Mm. Enough is enough is enough. I will not take it anymore. And then, so at the time for me, um, that was about 11 years ago. I was getting divorced and I was working stupid hours in a hotel. My two children were six and 10. So tiny little tots still mm. then. Mm. We needed their mom. I had an au pair at home looking after them because I was doing crazy hours. I was tired. I was stressed. I was under pressure from every side. Mm. Um, and I could see myself going down and down and down. And I thought, no, this is it. Enough is enough. I can't. I can't do it anymore. If I carry on like that, I'm. I'm the one who's going to be ill. Who's going to mm. be looking after my children? And this wasn't the way I wanted it. You know. Mm. So I packed everything. I did get the divorce. I signed. You know. I chucked my job as well, and I sold my house so mm. I could actually, you know, be a good mom, work from home. Uh, have my office from home so the children could be in bed and I could be working until mm. you know two o'clock in the morning if I wanted to mm. but I, I was able to create find a balance between um, my want wish to be a good mom and be there mm. present for my children and also my thrive for you know doing something I'm passionate about and, and helping people it's always been something that I wanted to do um, and it's it's my kind of obsession. It's to be able to help people because things are in CX. We think that it's so simple. Oh, yes, customer service is so simple. Well, it's simple when you do it right and when you know <laughs> what you're doing, you know, because it just flows, doesn't it? Mm. You need to put the work and the effort to actually get all those steps and all those things to make it flow, mm. to make it work and to make it look easy. Mm. And I heard um, a word that's absolutely synonymous with you in in in, um, in in that part of our discussion, where you mentioned the word thrive. So I also know that you're famously known as the Queen Bee, and <laughs> you wrote a book on customer experience called Thrive with the Hive. For anyone who's listening that doesn't know about this concept, could you just give us a quick overview of the principles of thriving? In well, the um, how, what happened was um, 10, well, when I started the business, uh, the core of my business actually wasn't quite CX. It was part mm. of it, but it was only a little part of it. So I started the business doing mystery shopping, mm. which is measuring the CX, measuring the customer experience and the customer service. And so because I realized locally in Jersey, there was no one actually doing that. And they had to fly people over to get it done and things mm. like that. So I really saw a niche in the market and I just went for it. Mm -hmm. So I created that business and we started doing mystery shopping here, there and everywhere. And it was funny because it started off as a, oh, yes, my mystery shoppers are like my little worker bees. And they go mm -hmm. into the shops and they come back to the hive and I'm the queen bee just managing everything you know doing all the little consultancy and helping the business to thrive and yeah. that's just a little fun part you know a little story that I was saying and then it became bigger 
Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I found a book on beekeeper who was telling a story and the analogy between the business and this. And, and it was just like, this is me. This is so what I want to do. The, the analogy of the bees, everything that they do is about, you know, it's about the global world to be a, a better, you know, a world. We need the bees. We need them to go and pollinate. You know, we need all those things. And so I felt I was a bit of a, uh, I was the queen. That was my my mission to help the businesses to be better in what they're doing, you know, by giving them little helps here and there so they could thrive and they could really kind of de deliver amazing customer experiences. So that's it's always been my mind to that. And then the, the brand just grew, you know, and all the words comes in. It's so easy because you can buzz, you can thrive, you can, you know, yeah. you're making honey, you you know, everything's just really easy with the queen bee and the bees. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have to say, as a feminist, I absolutely love the matriarchal reference of the queen bee <laughs> and the workers. But yeah, I think, I think you know, I, I, I can really see what you're saying there, but collaborative effort but there does need to be leadership unblocking Absolutely. the barriers to being able to deliver great service so mm. I'm, I'm sure that metaphor and the analogies extend really easily into the business world with the clients that you work with um, for them to see understand it in a really simple way that's great to see um, and I, I was really interested to know how you kind of went from beekeeping <laughs> so to speak, um, into developing your theories around holistic customer experience how does how you see things now how has that changed and how is that helping businesses to thrive yeah I think um, over the last kind of 10-11 years I have become much more holistic and it's you know I've discovered techniques and I've trained into so I've done an NLP um, um, an NLP training to, to become a master uh, NLP practitioner and that was just kind of mind-blowing how you discover techniques that really help people build rapport feel better in themselves mm. you know those kind of things mm. and then I fell in love with feng shui so again you know feng shui it's all about the environment and how the environment affects you affect people if you have a nice warm welcoming home you'll feel good you want to go home if you go somewhere and it's an office and it's all dark and there's no light and there's no plant and it's all gray you're never going to perform and you know so really using the feng shui to discover how the environment affect people using nlp techniques to really help people to create better relationships i've you know i've i'm I'm, I'm learning a lot on resilience, emotional intelligence. All those things are just, it's so, it's things we all need to know to thrive in life. Mm. Ourselves, personal mastery, this is the kind of things you need to know. Mm. And so if yourself, you have been trained in those kind of techniques, you will be able to be happy you will be positive you'll deliver amazing customer experience and this is the important part of it and now at the moment is concentrating about the employee experience and how the employees feeling at the moment how engaged they are how they are in themselves because if they're not feeling good they're never going to deliver any cx whatsoever yeah i think there's a big movement now isn't there towards health and well-being and wellness more broadly and uh, I think, you know, being on the front foot of that holistic CX thinking is going to be a, a great opportunity to move 
employee experience particularly forward? Um, I think, you know, not, I've, at the beginning, you know, I kind of, I wasn't saying it very loud. And I was saying, oh, you know, look at your environment psychology, I would say, instead of feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> look at how you communicate and how you build rapport or how you build, you know, relationship. I wasn't saying NLP techniques because yeah. I always felt, you know, again, oh, what is Claire on about? What is she on about yeah. now? But I think and I hope and I really think believe that this yeah. pandemic has given a switch button to businesses and make them realize that they must care. They must bring more care into what they do, care for their environment, care for their employees and care for their customers. So this is, and, and employees, it can't, you know, that engagement, that well-being, that feeling good in yourself, this is mindfulness, those kind of things that are not woo-woo anymore. No. They are. They are <laughs> They've been researched. It's shown that, you know, if you are doing 20 minutes mindfulness per day, you will feel better, you will perform better. You know, all those kind of things that, you know, leaders are looking at it and thinking, eh, well, whatever, you know, woo-woo things. No, it's no woo-woo. Start yeah. taking those things more yeah. seriously because that's yeah. how people will perform better. Yeah, I know from myself, from my own experience of... Are you still there? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I said my, my <laughs> Wi-Fi went a bit wobbly. Um, I know from my own experience of um, COVID-19 that I had to go back to that foundational level and put my own health and well-being first in order to just survive, never mind thrive, um, in this really crazy climate. But speaking about COVID-19, I know when we last spoke, you said that you were having to make some pretty big changes to your business to adapt to um, what is no longer a keynote speaking business where we travel around the world and get to do um, you know these wonderful engaging sessions where we find our clients what have the challenges been around um, becoming a digital bee <laughs> I love that <laughs> I'm gonna have to reuse that one you know I'm gonna have to reuse it. I mean, a, a digital bee yes and um, uh, yeah you know Claire it has been a tough time and I'm sure everybody has gone through a tough time and and uh, I have had to reevaluate and I think the last couple of years has been so amazing and I've so loved going and yeah. traveling and bonding with an audience and sharing that message that I'm so passionate about it's just been and it, by the end of uh, last year i was in kuala lumpur mumbai i did a bit of the tour mm -hmm. and it was like wow this is what i want to do for the rest of my life this is it you know when you kind of feel the yeah. flow you know this was amazing so um uh, and then yeah you know 17th of march arrived and then i was just like bang you know everything changed um and, and so and you go down and you go down and then you go up again and then you go down and then you go up again and it's you know it's part of being an entrepreneur and this is yeah. why resilience and you know those kind of tools those kind of knowledge that you know you're learning the techniques for it really help you know and I've always been I mean it's been yeah 10 11 years you know being on my own so I've had teams of different of shoppers I've had team of people working with me but it's always been me at the forefront you know moving the business shaking the business changing and always thinking forward um being the queen bee that's that's the thing isn't it um and and then suddenly I'm thinking okay so 
I can't travel at the moment and that's not going to happen for a while. I can't send my shoppers to businesses because nothing's open. So that's that's gone. What can I do? And then you start realizing that that technology is incredible. I mean, yesterday <laughs> I was in Germany, India, South mm -hmm. Africa, uh, yeah. France, um, and well, some something else. I was uh, Abu Dhabi, five yeah. countries <laughs> in less than ten hours. <laughs> it's it's around the world, <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely incredible through the power of technology, and so. And I also learned that actually when you're doing it right and you're passionate and you're sending your message, it doesn't matter whether you're in front of a video or in front of the audience. It's obviously it is different, but you're still sharing your message. You still have a voice. You can still, you know, make people feel how passionate you are about what you do. And it, so it's learning again, it's learning more techniques to be in front of the camera, to look, you know, in the eyes and to, to share your message, to be maybe even bigger and broader you know, mm -hmm. as the queen bee buzzing around, you know, you need to buzz even more because, you know, you want to have that message through the digital, but just absolutely incredible to, to be able to, you know, connect with so many people uh, within a, a same a same day. It's just amazing. Yeah, so I, I, I'm loving this idea of a little digital bee. You might have to make a little um, graphic icon of a robot bee or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh don't get me don't get me started <laughs> so, um, I'm conscious of your time I know you've got to go to another meeting straight after this but what advice would you give to other women out there that are perhaps facing challenges and bumps in the road such as the ones you've experienced uh, I think resilience and positive mindset is is just it's is absolutely crucial and and don't be afraid. And I know, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you are, but for me, all this COVID-19 made me feel almost like a failure. I mm. wasn't, I wasn't helping anybody. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't inspiring anybody. I wasn't engaging anybody. And, and, and suddenly I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You know, where am I? And you, you kind of feel like you, you've got, just want to, get back into yourself and you know just not talk to anybody and just put your head down and actually actually this is the time when you need to actually call up on people call up on your friends call up on your family call up on the people that surround you and having that tribe around you just brings you back you know it really boosts you back and this is the time that you think we're so lucky yeah you know and feeling that great, being grateful for all the things that we have is just amazing. And, and so, again, it's it's really creating habits within yourself. Yeah, I get you. I get to you. feel grateful for what you have, to yeah. look for opportunities. Don't think it's challenges. What is the obstacle teaching me? And how yeah. can I make an opportunity out of it? Yeah. You know? And yeah. think outside the box. And this is like a big kind of creative time and when you're in that mode you're really not creative because you're like you're not you're down you know and you're going down in that spiral and so give yourself some space yeah go that's great advice Claire yeah. go for that walk go yeah. and feel take care of your health and well-being and your own 
put yourself yeah, there. A bit of self-compassion, you know, like in the plane, put your mask in front of yourself before anybody else. That's it really good. is, you know, it's it's important. So and once you're in that space, then you can start moving forward. Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you so much, Claire. Um, I, I think I've not, I've only known you for a short time, but your passion for customer experience and customer service, it literally gives me goosebumps. Um, and, and, and I'm sure the women that are listening along um, to have heard some of the struggles you've been through as a single mum and in, reacting to that by creating the life of, of your dreams, I'm sure uh, everyone out there listening will really see the value in that. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay so that's it for this week just one more thank you to say to Joachim Thorne and Effectly for sponsoring the podcast production today and supporting Women in CX thank you thanks for listening to the Women in CX podcast with me Claire Muscat if you enjoyed the show please drop us a like subscribe and leave a review on whichever platform you're listening or watching on and if you want to know more please join us at womenincx.community and follow the Women in CX LinkedIn page Join us again next week where I'll be talking to a woman in tech from Uruguay about her experiences of moving from psychology into user experience and doing some serious girl geeking about robots. See you then.